I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. You ain't cooking up. We cooking up, chopping up. D King. Lay down. Trap side, rap side, Don and the King. Gonna do it. Gonna do it. Chop it up. Universally recognized for his mastery of multi-syllabic wordplay, hailing from Southside Jamaica, Queens. During his 25-year journey, he has stayed committed to the culture of lyricism. Yes, give it up. That's right. That's what's up. Please welcome Grammy Award winning, Master of Ceremony, my brother, the God, Pharaoh March. Peace, peace. Welcome everybody to the room. What's good? I know it's kind of late notice. I just threw up a joint on, on my my page like jump in now motherfuckers right now <laughs> yo Farrell, yo, I, yo real talk I, I i appreciate that you know just coming from you just you know the repost the retweets you know i already know our, our relationship literally dates back to 2015 but you know just for you supporting the podcast and you coming on here it's it's an honor and a pleasure i just wanted to thank you for joining me tonight yeah man i mean i'm on my uh marketing grind i'm on my push my project grind yes I'm, I'm 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 doing everything i can to push this 13 product project get the word out to the people so everything i could do you know what i mean I, i'm just you know focused right now focus 13 that's a, focus that's a beautiful thing man <laughs> so uh you know the last time i saw you we were at the kennedy center and you know we were celebrating the 20th anniversary of internal affairs you know, so uh, you know, I know, I know it's been a while because going into twenty twenty, of course, the pandemic came across. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, how have you been during the pandemic? You know, what have you been doing besides? Of course, we're gonna talk about you know the album and everything. But mm -hmm. so far as you know, you know, how have you been? Your mental, so on and so forth. Um, I've been, I've been good, man. I think um, for on on a hold it definitely shine a spotlight on a lot of the ills of society and even ourselves. And, uh, you know, I had to go inward. I think everybody had to go inward for a little discipline and, and to, to see where they was at, you know, the whole world stopped. And so, uh, I use it as a tool to, to do a lot of cleansing and a lot of rebuilding and a lot of refocusing on, you know, goals that I had and things that, that I wanted to do. It kind of sharpened me up, actually, and um, made me, in some ways, step out of the just artist mode and get into the CEO mode and, mm -hmm. you know, respect that aspect of things as well. And, um, you know, uh, uh, through all the trials and tribulation and all of the fuckery that happened, wow. you know, I was fortunate enough to navigate my way through it and and seemingly come out of the other side with a with a decent project and, and focus on my personal life mm -hmm. and um you know i had my my figures to hold me down because yeah I was, no I was doubt all alone and shit so my my my, my people was holding me down else i would have went batshit crazy I, I got into the the figure thing like at the beginning of this because I, I couldn't even go out and get them. So I was just ordering shit online and just getting shit to the crib. But the project, man, I mean, you know, it was good because I, w I was able to refocus, 
we we were able to work on the visuals and you know get things tighter and in, in terms of the rollout mm-hmm. and um i just was really happy you know and even then we, we were pushing things back just to make things uh as perfect as possible with the 13 joint and then the the the, the your, your question and before that with the internal affairs man what, what can you say like yeah man just that whole thing uh we did simultaneously you had a little brother down there i think yes yes sir yeah the Howard theater yes sir right and we were at the kennedy center and it was just man you know diamond d came down yeah dj scratch came down lee stone came down fame um fame mop you know uh billy came down prince poe came down j period j period it was just a beautiful thing um yes to be uh given some flowers in the kennedy center for for a project you know 20 years ago in that way to respect those producers and, and myself in that way was just monumental for me mm-hmm. and um you know i was tearing up prince was tearing up yeah it was just a really dope moment you know what i mean so True indeed. that was big you know yeah I, I i was there definitely that evening because you know i brought my young moon with me because mm-hmm. i introduced you to her and mm-hmm. you know she was there with me in the audience and you know when you explained during of course, during the eternal affairs, the anniversary, while you were explaining, you know, the life story behind it, you know, you had also mentioned about asthma mm-hmm. and, you know, that's when her ears and her eyes perked up mm-hmm. and she was just tapping me on the shoulder. She was like, yo, dad, he has asthma too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm like, yeah, he does. But of course he, he, he finds ways to, to push through. Mm-hmm. And then right there, she was just like, now I know I can do anything. Like she mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. just told me right there in the audience that mm-hmm. night. So you, of course, when I when I brought her up to you, I was like, "Yo, you know the, the young moon wanted, you know, you know." Don't make God me don't week. make me cry on IG live right nah, now. Yo, Pharrell, I get emotional. Yo, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you seen her smile? She lit up as soon yeah, as she, yeah, yeah. you know, she got to see you. You know what I mean? So you know that was a special moment for her and just. You know, just to share that moment with the Kennedy Center and, you know, the 20 years and everything you shared in that moment was just a a, a, a beautiful thing altogether. Yeah, thank you, man. It was a dope moment to, 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 I know they've never had anything that hardcore. Oh, nah. Ever. You know, when, when, when MOP came out, I was like, this will never happen again. <laughs> Shout out to Simone. Yeah, man. All right, all right. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, I, I wanted to start yeah because we, uh, with the Marvel, you know, with the the figurines, you know, mm-hmm. how many did you have before the pandemic, and then how many do you think you have now? Um, I, I lost count. You lost count. I, I lost count. But my man Wade, you know, I was doing a a, a interview, mm-hmm. and I had this like whack ass like thing behind me. He was like, "Yo, your your shit is looking real whack back there." <laughs> And I was like, a word, you know, like, you know, I also have Monchi Chi. So I was like, since I'm going to be here for a while, mm-hmm. this is going to be my spot to really do interviews and stuff. I was like, let me get busy. And a, and a friend of his uh, sent me an actual, like, real fly, you know, Ben Grimm. And then after that, I was just like, you know, I went ham and I fucking lost my brain and it didn't <laughs> stop. 
once you become a collector, it's like mm -hmm. sneakers and shit. Anybody who collects out there, yeah. it just gets insane. So, you know, it's like tattoos. It's like you get one and then it's like it doesn't stop. You know what I mean? So Word. every every week I'm like, all right, that's the last one. And then I, I see some other shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think that uh the collecting has helped you during the pandemic? Oh, definitely, because you know, I'm a you know, I always had an imagination as a kid. I was an artist and then I went to art school. Mm -hmm. and I was always in the Marvel in in the you know, the the play on uh, you know, the comic book world and hip hop has always been connected. Yeah. You know, I don't even gotta tell anybody in the audience from Iron Man to Doom to however you wanna look at it to the references from even the beginning, you know, I could leap tall buildings in a single like yeah. it was always astronomically fucking over the top comic Indeed. book shit mm -hmm. and so it's synonymous with you know emceeing to me you know what i mean like we pull i always pull from that world if you look at the stress cover with me and prince you know uh matt do you know totally flipped it on that type of vibe Word. and um you know we always pull from that world because i i, I felt it was um it was nerd shit but it was dope shit and I think we embraced that even in organized confusion that like we went to art school, but we also lived in the middle of South Jamaica and, you know, it was traumatic, Yes, you know, to see yeah. people, you know, to see the shit that I, I saw yeah, in the way. Yeah, yeah, I already know. Crack the store, destroyed the neighborhood and like literally seeing people get, get popped in the head and meat on the wall and, you know, you know, need therapy behind that shit. Yeah, true indeed. But that being said, you know, I think we embraced, you know, our art side and we embraced our hood side. And I, and I think that's one of the things that made the, the group unique. And I think people felt that. And I've mm -hmm. always tried to stay true to that, you know. Right. I hate people who front in hip hop, you know, like honesty is all you, you got. And, all you, got, you know, yeah. with, with, with the passing of like Shock G, you know, and, and then the extreme or the end of it to DMX, it's like, be genuine, you know, and, yeah. and, and when, it, you know, the, the shock G shit, just the, you know, it was just like, it's cool to be yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? True it's indeed. cool to have fun with it. It's cool to be serious. Right. And, and true hip hop heads can always detect when somebody is fucking a fraud. Oh know? yeah. You already know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can tell when they are not of the cloth, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of the project, uh, were you almost done with the project before lockdown? Man, I had been working on this for like four years before the pandemic. Before in, idea, in idea mm. form. It, okay. didn't take, it didn't take me an accumulated amount of time, you know, consecutive to, to make the record, but I've been thinking about it longer than that. Like this, right. this merge of, you know, uh, more of the rock influence, which has always been implemented in my music anyway. Yeah. In fact, I don't think it's that much of a departure with the exception of, you know, when, when I sat down with Guy, Guy Rute, you know, he was like, if, if you really want to prove that you bout it, to, to the all you know genres then you got to implement that the live side 
as well. Mm. And, you know, you know, I'm like, my dream, dream, dream would be, you know, Marcus and Daru. And we, we had a meeting and they was with it. And then we, we re-engaged in the record again to like make it harder and just bring that live shit. And, you know, I'm just imagining at the time being on stage, you know, that's the only thing that's been disheartening so far is that a lot of the songs were written to get on stage right. and like break mic stands and like throw fucking guitars and jump and just wild out. Yeah, and, possibly body surfs. Right, and crowd participatory, you know, records. Yes. You know, they're, they're written that way. And so when the pandemic hit, that's the only thing that I was like, oh, shit. You know, because we wanted to go on the road, you know. I was going to rent a Yeah, he was already on the road anyway. Caravan and do that shit. You know what right. I'm saying? So, but luckily, you know, like I said, the, the, the light that the pandemic shined on things, you know, was you got to look inward and you got to figure this shit out. You know, we got to figure it out. How are we going to survive this? And you look at D-Nice taking the different channels. Yes. And then we're like, yo, you know, we got to do these kind of like in-studio performances and still give people the live experience. And, and like we started shifting and in, in how we were filming things. And, you know, it's just love and, 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 and Tiny Desk and, you know, Colbert and different things where people are at least getting, being able to see what we do has been a blessing right. because even if there was no pandemic, you know, I, I think, you know, the tiny desk is over a hundred thousand or whatever it is right now. Yes. In order for, in order for a new band to get in front of a hundred thousand people and like the first week of their release, you know how many cities you, you got to hit. So, you know, we're bringing in the vibe and we're bringing in the fans, but in a different way that I wouldn't have even thought about, uh, you know, if, if we were just smooth sailing, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah. All right, so let's 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 bring it back because you mentioned, you know, Daru and, and Marcus uh, Machado. I don't want to, you know, butcher his last name. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you know, how did you know? How did that come about with those two bringing those two in? Well, um, Daru, man, you know, um, I've known him for years. Uh, seeing him on the scene. Uh, Slum Village, Black Milk, Talib Kweli. Yes. Um, we were just talking about a time when um, Black Milk played a spot that's closed now in Brooklyn with Sean Price. We were on a song, you know, we, we had a song together. <laughs> and, um, you know, that it was just an amazing night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's been in the industry for a long time. And um, what's amazing, you know, about him and why I wanted him uh, specifically was his attention to uh, hip-hop in terms of drum machine pattern and beat-making pattern and the, the way that MCs want the shit to be just straightforward, locked in to the mm. pocket. Right. But I also wanted a drummer who could have rock chops. And, um, you know, when I was seeing him with Jack White and his band, I was like, this is my guy. This is my guy because I'm going to need you to play that Dilla pocket, but I'm going to also need you to play this rock shit as well. Right. And, um, you know, I was like, I got to get this dude. He's the dude. 
but Marcus is just a fucking child prodigy. I've been hearing about him mm. through Guy and Family Stan and and all of those cats for years. Right. And, and um, I just learned that about Guy, pardon himself for cutting mm -hmm. your wisdom mm -hmm. with Guy and Family mm -hmm. Stan. I, I told him mm -hmm. I'm going to have to call him mm -hmm. a little later and yeah. dig in his brain too. <laughs> and, and so, you know, Guy was telling me, you know, ahead of time when I was like, I need a guitarist. Guy was already like, I got the guy. I got you. Right. <laughs> I got you. So, <laughs> then I, I went out to some shows and seen him, and I was like, come on, bro. This is not even fair. Mm. You know, he's like, not even fair. So when I got the three together, I said, yo, this isn't like you guys are going on the road with me. I make an album, and you like live musicians or studio musicians. I need you to be a part of the band. So part of the the, the record in the sense that you know, you guys got verses. If you listen to what Marcus is doing on the record, it's almost like he's he has his own sixteens of, mm -hmm. of sections and solos and shit. Yes. And 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 you know, I need you guys to to step up front and be stars so it'll feel like a trio. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I think people are gonna get that experience finally and when things open up and, and thirteen gets on that stage. They're yes. going to see why these guys were instrumental in this band. Mm. So um, let's get into a little bit of numerology. You know, what's the significance of the number 13? I mean, for, for me, just it's just the fly ass, the fly ass number back in the day that everybody was afraid of. But the ill ball players and, you know, athletes wore that number because they want some badass. Also, you know, going back to the asthma, I contracted asthma at 13 months. Mm -hmm. So even that, you know, growing up that young, you know, my parents, you know, when people would ask about it or doctors would, how long has he had asthma? You know, my mom would be like, he's had it since he was 13 months. So it's been in my, my, my genetics. Mm. as long as I can remember. And then when we formed Organized Confusion, you know, um, I, I made the basketball team art and design, and I got cut because of the asthma. The doctor was like, you can't play. But Prince made the team, and I used to go, and his number was eight. Mm. So he was eight, and I was still 13. So when we formed the group, it was like, let's rock with eight and 13. Like, if you listen to numbers from the, from the organized confusion stuff. Yes. And so, um, and then I also have a song called 13 on the stress album. And so it just stuck. And then when we were, you know, thinking of a name of the band, you know, I was trying to get just 13, just the number, right. but I couldn't get it. And so, you know, we were, we were going with a bunch of ill, crazy, crazy ass other ideas. And I was like, just let's make it something simple that still, it's kind of superstitious that still kind of got a rock vibe to it and people can remember i know the spelling is crazy but at least you remember 13. all right no doubt all right yeah. so let, let's 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 bring another uh element into it because 13 represents you know upheaval you know what i'm saying and karmic energy and reduces to four which you know relatively breaks down to strength and stability you feel what mm -hmm. i'm saying mm -hmm. so is it shedding aside to make new room for the new? 
yep. you feel what yep. I'm saying? So yep. it sounds like, you know, it's what America needs and what is very similar into what you speak about on your project now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it when, all, you start, when you started this project, was that always the theme you were looking for? That was always the theme. Uh, huh. Magnificent Day for Exorcism was never about some little girl who was possessed. It was more about America, the globe, and the cleansing, mm. and the atonement that, you know, how do we get to a point where we could coexist without the energy being so fucked up? Mm. And, um, you know, in my mind, I'm like, you know, you, you have to exercise these, these, these atrocities, you have to like, you know, redo some of the stuff. The the foundation that is that is based in is so fucked up. How do you continue to, to move forward on that foundation? Mm -hmm. You know, and um, you know, as as I was I was writing a whole theme for the title before I even chopped it down, you know, I was like collectively, you know, and I and yo, it is I didn't even know this was happening now, like like during during the equinox like massive amounts of people like meditate and and, and atone on it because yeah. it's, it's it's the whole of us and and the interconnectedness of the people who feel that vibration spiritually that that shit is wrong that i feel it would take to to rework the vibrations and so it was that it was that deep. I don't even know if that's deep conversation anymore. It feels like regular conversation. But it was it was, you know, I was thinking like what forces would it take to like realign everything, you know? And so the album is is just based in spit it in a way, write it in a way aggressively mm -hmm. in which the the hate and the evil comes at you because I, you know, it became redundant to me. The whole hands in a circle and pray and the, you know, praying the shit away. Mm. It's not gonna, you know, it's not right. gonna solve anything. It's not gonna solve it, right? So we need to, you know, we needed to be, we need to aggressively attack this thing and speak about it and have open conversation about it. Um, these issues that have tormented the country and impoverished people and poor people and black people and deal with it head on and like speak about it let's 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 talk about it man because uh it's really real so the vibe of the album is here's some of that uh here's some of that energy back that that you throw on us this is how it feels mm. when the hate the hatred is so overt and it, it, it it's so aggressive it's like you know, you're, you're watching the, the 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 shit. Like, just go ahead and say it, nigger. Just just say it. Like, yes, you want to yes. say it, yeah. Right. Just say it, yeah. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, do you uh, you know, with that being said, uh, are you are you having those difficult, you know, conversations with, you know, others within your circle, or is it still, you know, something difficult to touch? Um, <clears throat> I think the conversation is being had. I think it becomes difficult when it gets so politicized and it becomes a fucking media talking point mm -hmm. and people just get, you know, 
me preaching to the choir, what what the fuck does that do? Right. And the open conversation just gets so flooded and clustered because, you know, it becomes a, it becomes about some shit that it shouldn't be about. Like who, who, who did you vote for and all that? Fuck all that. Right. It's like, yo, this is, this is what I'm dealing with as a human being. And if you love me, then you, you, you have to have empathy. Exactly. For what I'm expressing to you from, mm-hmm. from my heart. And, um, you know, it gets away from that when it gets cluttered with a lot of uh, political jargon. Right, gets so diluted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. So, you know, everything you seem to do, it, you know, sometimes comes across very intentional. So I'm assuming that, you know, the album, you know, dropping the same week of the uh, inauguration wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> that laugh said something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's the great minds of, of management and publishing and uh Zoe and Zoe Ellis and myself and you know, um I was pushing for Friday the thirteenth because we had a Friday the thirteenth before all the shit and everybody right. was like you know, guy was like, Nobody gives a fuck about the you know, that, that shit like Let's let's set this up properly, right. <laughs> you know, get things popping, yeah. uh, you know, and and then I would. It it took me a while to understand that um the project was written in such a way that it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt, you know. what I'm saying it wouldn't hurt the project um if Trump won, it wouldn't hurt the project if Trump lost. Like it was just like fuck all these, you know, fuck the whole shit, fuck the Word. system. And all, all of my bars were like, you know, they still resonate. Like Colt yes. 45, still be a Colt 45 after 45 is, 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 is not the president anymore. The Colt still exists. Hmm. So to want to play on words, you know, it took me a minute to be like, that should still resonate with people for a minute, you know? Wow. Dang. All right, man. Let, let me let me let me switch gears because you know we off that now. You know what I'm saying, and we some new stuff. All right, yeah. Cheers. I got my tea here, dog. Is you sipping on red? Sipping on a gato negro. <laughs> ah, all right. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So I, you know, I see that you know, thirteen has been doing a lot of live performances. You know, one of them that really sticks out to me, of course you know, that you mentioned earlier was, you know, the Tiny Desk concert. You know, you brought the Tiny Desk to Tiny Desk. You know, uh, you know if you can, you know, tell the people how did all of that come about? Uh, honestly, I, I already know, but if you can. Yeah, um, shout out to Get a Grip. Uh, um, at the beginning of the, the project, I, I, you know, wanted to have a, a big voice and the visuals. Yes. Um, and, um, from the fight video with, with Tatiana and shooting in Connecticut during this whole COVID thing to the, to the uh, tiny desk, we were always like planning on what the visuals would be. Mm. Um, I hooked up with this production team, get a grip. And um, they were like, yo, you know, we're, we're down to shoot the tiny desk for you. 
and um they they like ha- made this little tiny death you know <laughs> for the shit with yeah. the third with the 13 logo on it and i just thought that shit was so dope and when i was like we gotta we gotta bring this and then um i also was like you know i want to shoot in a padded in a padded room mm. you know just to feel enclosed and um just bring the walls in on us like like society feels you know the craziness of it all and um you know pitched it to to to, to people at tiny desk abby o'neill yeah abby please to abby and uh-huh and um they was with it and i you know i knew it was grungy and i knew it was crunchy <laughs> and we sent and they was like yo this shit is really crunchy we didn't know it was this crunchy but the, they 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 fucked with it and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's definitely your your you know your your self style wisdom on that guy mm-hmm. definitely definitely so uh how do you feel about doing live you know live shows do, do I know you know we've been out of the loop for roughly about a you know a year now you know and uh, you know my connection to you you know I I've seen you since you know 2015 where mm. You know, thanks to Guy and Satori, you know, you were my first booking along with Black Moon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the Howard Theater. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've I seen your energy and, you know, how, you know, you give to the audience. You know, you always give 1,000%. So, uh, you know, are you really missing that aspect of uh, of entertainment? Yes, Lord, I am. Yeah. I, I very much, you know, especially when you write uh, specific songs to give people your your spirit and your soul. You, you know you don't you don't never know how it resonates until you get in front of the said people and see if you could touch them with right. said energy. Mm-hmm. You know that's the three sixty degrees of what we do, which is Indeed. special about hip hop. It's like you get the blessing, you get the idea, you write it down. You, you bring it to fruition in the form of something that's tangible, mm-hmm. you know, recording a CD, you play it for your people that are like, yo, this is butter, you know, this, this is ill. Right. But the 360 completion is getting in front of the people and seeing if it resonates and the energy can come back to you. Mm-hmm. If the energy comes back, that's the completion of it all, of it all. And there's no other form of art that does that that quickly right mc says a says a says a says a ball says a line and the crowd gets it at a battle mm-hmm. right then and there response right you don't get that from acting you know uh theater perhaps it's a unique form comedy it's a unique form and so you know that's why comedians pride themselves on just like let me try this material out right you know it's a similar thing in the sense that you know i'm dying to get up there to see if what i i've been told responds the way i I think it will respond yes with the people yes yeah well i i honestly think it will i think my last uh incarnation was with uh with you and the band with um actually was at the kennedy center when um mm-hmm. there were daylock yeah 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 during uh-huh. uh, the summer opening during the reach mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I got to see it from that aspect as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, I already know it's going to translate because I think that people are honestly thirsty to get back out here. But, you know, I know there's certain protocols that have to be followed in order for us to get back to where, you know, we honestly want to, you know, get to. Right, right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, um, do you think, I, I mean, like, since Tiny does, do you think uh, that's going to be the way to ingest shows? from here on out or do you think it's going to be a combination of the two it'll probably be some some form of combination in the sense that the type of venues that that we're used to doing will probably be some form of let's get some people in here and let's broadcast this or stream this or however mm -hmm. we could flip it so that everybody can see it um which is which is dope too I don't I don't know how soon, you know, the Howard Theater will go be back to full capacity. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. Which also makes it difficult on your part to to book because like how do you do shows at fucking fifteen to you know twenty five, fifty percent capacity? Sweet. Like how do you flip that? Right. But I think with um you know, sponsorships and people bringing in the right artists and the right interests we'll gradually get back to where we were, you know. Well, um, just to give you a, you know, a, a, a little nugget, you know, um, you know, I, I'm not in Divine C no more, God. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out here in Medina. I'm in Brooklyn now. Okay, okay, okay. That's crazy. Dope, man. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Yeah. So uh, just uh, like we say, we, we trying to conquer new land, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. So, um. I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, three important people, you know, within your cipher, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. And um, we can start off with, uh, you know, Mr. Prince Pope. Mm -hmm. And then um, I want to go to uh, Mr. Tory. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, you know, uh, Guy. Um, if you can, you know, share, you know, to the people and you know, I guess, you know, what they mean to you and how have they helped, you know, shaped you, you know, to be who you are today? Um, I start off in the order that you, 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 you gave. Prince Poe. Uh, no Prince Poe, no Farrell Mines. Indeed. Um, we met in art and design and, you know, me being a sports dude, I just wanted to have a camaraderie and a team and a group effort. I wasn't like um, solo mentality or demeanor at all. You know right. what I mean? Like, um, also at the time, like groups were popping back then. You know, even even more so than duos. Like, um, I'm from that era of trios and and the whole shit so yeah you know i just i just wanted that vibe and i went to him and was like my man got equipment yada 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 and we started working it out trying to find our voices trying to trying to sound like the local cats in in our neighborhood who we thought were amazing and um i knew i was onto something when you know we recorded some stuff you know just a cassette and I took it home and I listened to it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
man, you're whack as fuck, bro. Like, <laughs> you suck. Like, I can hear that I suck. You know what I mean? I'm like, this shit sounds horrible. Like, you, like, what are you doing? Before I even played it for anybody, I was able to hear, like, mm. this is the wackest shit I ever heard, you know? On my part. And, I, you know, I went to him and I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta, like, step my game up. You know, I was beatboxing and, like, doing all type of weird shit on the shit. And, you know, it made me, it made me realize that I could get better and it made us focus. And I wanted to focus to the point where we sounded as good as, you know, what was on the radio or, right. you know, people in the neighborhood. And we worked that hard and we worked diligently at getting routines down and getting better and getting better and getting better to the point where my DJ, Ty Stick at the time, was like, this shit is really good, B. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so, um, um, Shout out to OC as well. You know, him moving on the block and then me having that trio of MCs to bounce ideas off of and then them being like, listen to this. You know, I, I would just, my mind would be blown. You know, Prince would say, you know, say a verse. And I would just be like, okay, I got to yeah, go so back cool. to the crib and go come back with my shit. Right. And OC would say a verse, and I would be like, all right, all right, all right. And then I would come back, and, you know, we were sharpening each other, as, as Black Thought would say, right. steel, sharp, and steel. Yeah, indeed. And, indeed. Um, and that is what was beautiful about those early years. And then I just loved being the, the camaraderie of what you do when, you know, on some Wonder Twin shit, when you're working together collectively right. like that. So... You know, I was telling live on stage at the Kennedy Center, I was saying I gave the same speech. Yes. You know, and I saw that Prince was moved by it and it and it moved me and choked me up. But but that's the reality of it. You know, um with Satori. Yes. I, I, I met Satori and I saw her spirit. I saw her energy yes and i saw her attentiveness to care for things that she was working on mm -hmm. and um and i was like we need somebody like you know we need somebody like this yeah the industry doesn't have people like this imagine right. if we can have somebody like this and um through it through it all and and the process of working with her on those projects was a just as much as a life learning and life growing experience for me from her yeah, right and, and 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 on a personal level seeing uh her push and grow as well as on a business level and uh you know taught me you know if you really want to go to the next level you got to own up have ownership Word. of of that transition i was still yeah. transitioning from music industry shit into independent shit you know still right you know and it's like you know it's a lot of areas you really got to man up and take responsibility um on in the independent world you right. got to get up in the morning at eight o'clock to open up 
your shop in the independent world and get on that grind. And, you know, um, the tutelage that I got from that is priceless. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and then, and then guy, you know, we could do another two hours. Man, Hey man, I yeah. know. Yeah. So same thing. It's like, you know, forecasting the future forecasting what's about to happen and where this could possibly go um you know just just not being in my head and 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 just industry shit and just uh championing me mm-hmm. you know uh, i have to triple check guys sometimes he's such a supporter of mine so hard that i'd be like you really really think it's dope you know do you really really think it's dope <laughs> more so than it again on a personal level making me a better person mm. and forcing me to grow also makes you a better artist indeed so uh you know there's a thousand people who can say that about guy um yeah. in the same way now mm-hmm. i'm all emotional and shit man hey man you know well i i, I definitely wanted to you know uh my reason for you know bringing up those three you know no just to brother lee as well peace to lee I, I i see you out there if you're in the chat you know what i'm saying um but like i said i have a uh you know personal relationship to satori and guy you know what i'm saying uh, like i met satori back in 2014 at uh a3c mm-hmm. you know through my brother you know jazz you gang from you know working with rock marciano so you know that weekend she just basically was, you know, showing me the ropes, so to speak, you know, and introducing me to people and things of that nature. And after that weekend ended, she was like, if you ever need anything, you know, just reach out and I'll make sure that happens. And sure enough, 2015 came around and, you know, I reached out to her to have, you know, you and Black Moon, you know, to come down to the Howard Theater and you know, that's when Guy also stepped in. And, you know, from then on out, it's just been literally just, you know, a, a, a beautiful relationship. You know what I'm saying? And, right, right. You know, those, those two have been in, in, integral in, in my growth in this industry. So that was my reason for, you know, asking. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's important. Just like the same energy your your daughter felt. It's important to get that support and see those things that are like you could do this shit, you know, yeah. like um obviously I'm 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 good in my skin in terms of who I am as an artist. Indeed. But it's 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 amazing to, you know, when it comes to striving to for greatness to to have that air, you know, that, that voice in your ear that's like you know, fuck that shit, you know? You can right. do that shit too, you know? Indeed. Yeah. That's peace, man. So, uh, you know, with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. God, um, I, I, I really wanna thank you for joining me on this Sunday night. You know, thank you to God, Satori, if y'all out there still in the chat, thank you for, you know, lining this up. This is, you know, greatly appreciated. You know, it's it's always good to see you, Farrell. Yeah, man. Same Always, same. you know, we same, know same. whether if it's in you know the live entertainment capacity or yeah. brothers just on the side chilling, sharing a bottle. You feel what I mean? Yes, sir. 
So, yes, you know, uh, again, man, you know, continue success, continue blessings to everything you do, man. And um, I know once, you know, this world opens back up, you know, we'll definitely be, you know, in the physical and, and we'll get to build. Yes, sir, man. Let's do it, man. It's always love energy. It's always good energy to, to, to add on, you know what I'm saying, to like, how do we add? You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I feel that uh, in, in my music, I want that people to feel that from what I'm doing. And I, I feel that energy when I'm around you as well. Like, how do how do we push the, the culture forward? And what are we doing to, 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 to make things either dope, fly for people to enjoy the dopeness, yes. or what have you. And, and it's just, it's important work. It really is. No, I'm like I said. I'm 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 definitely going to be here to do my part. Continue to do my part. Uh, you know, with the help of your support and everybody out there who's helped make this uh, you know, this podcast successful right now. Um, we're, we're in our beginning stages, and I, I just like I said, I just want to thank you for joining me tonight, God. Again, I, I I'll be waiting and looking forward to seeing you in the physical very very soon. Appreciate you, bro. Thank All you. All right, man. Show All me right, yeah, good evening. One. All right, peace. All right, y'all. Episode 10. Bonus episode with the one and only Farrell Monch. Uh what else can I say, man? Uh <laughs> we, we trying to do our best over here, man. Uh like I said, continue to uh keep tapping in with us. Thank you for y'all continued support. Um like I said, this journey has been uh, breathtaking, um, definitely a learning experience. And, you know, yo, God, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate this, man. Uh, this is new realms that I'm trying to conquer. And, you know, I have some great people behind me. Yo, thank you to my executive producer, Mika. You are the best. You know, salute to my brother, Adam. You know, he pulls video for us and does some other things behind the scene as well. Um, also, shout out to my brother, 3D Paragem, AKA Myron, you know, Mad Urgency Myron. He's the one who does our beautiful, you know, promo and our commercials for, you know, our guests who come on chopping it up with the conduit. Again, season one is up on all DSPs. Season two is also up uh, as well. Um, we've reached over a thousand uh, subscribers. We're trying to get them up more. So if you want, if you can, please continue to share, you know, subscribe uh, and, and, and all that good stuff. Again, man, y'all have a good evening. Um, continue to mask up, practice social distancing. Um, check on your loved ones. You know, be good to others, but more importantly, you know, be good to yourself. And we'll see you on the next episode. Until then, peace. I don't trick, I treat, trap out your house A loyalty bought designer, won't renew your lease Now you got a mansion and trying to watch I never dream of first name